What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Now, today we got a special guest joining us a little bit later. She goes by the name of Vivian Billings. Some of you might know her from uh, as Gossip Viv, and we'll talk about her and her story and, and everything that's going on with her a little bit later. Yes, we're very glad to welcome her here today. Now, um, I, we got to say happy birthday to Maddie Chu. Yes, happy birthday to my baby. She turned 16. Yes. She, so she's a a, a a grown woman, but my no, baby. She, no, she's not a grown woman. What is she? She's a big girl. A big girl? She's a big girl. But she's my little girl always, so <laughs> happy birthday to her. We had a, a, a nice little fun time. We... um. She got some Chick Fil A after school, mm-hmm. and then after we got Chick Fil A, it was actually it was actually her best friend's idea. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be celebrating again towards the end of the week, and her best friend has something planned for her at that time. But she wanted to do something special for the day of her birthday. Right. So while she was at school, she had fifteen random people mm-hmm. give Madison a different card, mm-hmm. one after the other after the other at different points throughout the day. And then Madison's like, okay, where's my 16th card? Because obviously that was going to come from her bestie. And she said, don't worry, you'll get it when it's time. So she called me the night before and she said, I want to give Madison Chick-fil-A for her birthday. Because that's Madison's favorite thing to eat. So I said, but how are you going to get it to her immediately after school? And she said, I'm going to jet to Chick-fil-A, which is about 30 minutes from our house, right. and then jet back. I said, but we have to leave the house at 3.30 because we have things planned for her. And she said, I'm going to make it happen. I said, okay, you relax. What I'll do is I'll have Rashawn pick it up for her after work and then bring it. We'll smuggle it to you, and then you can bring it to the house. I love the fact that you just donate my time <laughs> without even talking it's to me. It's for the happiness of our baby. Of course I'm going to donate your time. So you went and got the Chick-fil-A. I did. We smuggled that. We smuggled another cake because we celebrated the day before with her grandparents. Mm-hmm. Then we really celebrated at midnight. Then we celebrated when she woke up in the morning. Then she had her school celebration because we sent balloons and flowers and all types sent of 50 things. Balloons to the school to the school and, uh two dozen roses and she thought that that was you know pretty much it for the time being and then she almost was in tears her best friend brought about five or six more friends to the house after school with more surprises and more balloons mm-hmm. and the chick-fil-a and we brought out a cake for her and saying happy birthday so she was really blown away right yes she's a, your daughter's a little bit of a weirdo too what do you mean by that if, because- she, if she is she gets it honestly from you? From you. Because she wanted a ukulele. She really wanted a ukulele. But she, she's a musical child. That I didn't, didn't know what the surpri- fuck a ukulele that was. That didn't surprise Spell ukulele. I don't. Ukulele. I have no <laughs> lele I don't know. Because I went to a couple, I called a couple of stores and nobody sells ukulele. But you know what's funny? When I told you she wanted a ukulele, you kept brushing me off. Right, because I was like, nobody wants a damn ukulele. I said, Rashawn, like, it's a very ukulele? I said it's a very inexpensive, easily attained instrument. Go to the music store and get her ukulele. You're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Who the hell wants a ukulele? I said, she really wants you. What does she want with the ukulele? I'm not getting no damn. I'm like, it's what she wants. Just accommodate. You didn't oh get the ukulele until the day before her birthday. I did. I'm not going to lie, because I heard her mention it again. I was like, I'm going to go get this damn It's ukulele. the only thing that she wants. It's the only thing that she asked but for. Can lie. you believe that? A 16-year-old girl, she didn't ask me for shoes, bags, jewelry, nothing. She wanted a musical instrument. But I'm tired of this ukulele already. 
I'm a little tired of like you. Like every time we come well. in the house, it's like we're in the Caribbean. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> 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 he was like, we're in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, enough of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ukulele shit is pissing me off. But, so we gave her her presents yeah. at midnight. Mm-hmm. So we went in her room, we woke her up, we dragged her out of bed, more balloons, more little sweet surprises. And Rashawn came down the hallway playing <laughs> the ukulele. She was up till about 3.30 in the morning playing the ukulele. I know, she's really And she's it. not trained, but she's very musically inclined. She so she she's able me. to... Yeah, mm-hmm, that's not true, though. But she's able to figure things out on her own. Correct. So she went to bed at about 3.30 and then had to wake up at 6 o'clock for school. So she was really into into her instrument right now if you're just joining the podcast she did not want a sweet 16 i think we talked about it a couple episodes ago she did not want a sweet 16 she did not want a party which broke my heart because now i'm in a place where i actually know people like, I, know <laughs> artists. Like, I can ask an artist to come yes and she doesn't want that she wants to about, go away with her family about eight months ago Rashawn started planning her sweet 16 i even call mtv in like, his head i was like well we're gonna do my super sweet 16 Let's well yeah no back. actually mtv called us because yeah. they're rebooting the show and they knew that Madison and was turning 16 so they asked us if um, we would like to and I was all the way in to highlight her party and Rashawn was like oh we can have this artist we can I have that ready. artist we can have it here fireworks we, we could fly her in on a this and we could sky you know we could we could lower her down ready. on a rope onto the dance floor from the sky I we can have ready. the ceiling open up we can do all of these things you were more than ready and I was just like whoa yeah, she's... That I said we really have to start planning that early so then when we started talking to her about it she said Mwah. But I, I don't really want. I just want to go party. away with my family. I said, "All right." She just lame. she's not. Take your ukulele and you know the thing about Madison is she's not the type of person that likes to be the center of attention. Correct. Anything that will draw attention to her, she typically shies away from. She'll like her occasional nice thing. There might be something that she sees that she says, "Oh, I like that," and even in those moments, it'll surprise me because she's just happy with. Very, very simple things. Correct. And when she said that she didn't want a big, like, mind-blowing Sweet 16, I wasn't really surprised. Were you surprised? No, I wasn't really surprised. So we said to her, and we, like Rashawn said, we said this in a previous podcast, but the conversation went like this, you know. I said, well, if you don't want a Sweet 16, we will take you to anywhere in the world that you would like to go. Right. And we'll spend a good amount of time there and it'll give you the opportunity to extend your travels Mm -hmm. and to be more worldly. I said, but if you're if we're going to do that, just make sure that it's a place that is unique, especially in the sense that you may not have the opportunity to travel there again. So we visited a lot of different ideas and, you know, I made a lot of different suggestions and everything sounded great. But ultimately, she also wanted to have fun. So she she likes tropical places. She likes right. the beach. She, she likes, likes the, the scenery. She likes, she the likes water, to right. take pictures and save them and things of that nature. So we wound up deciding that we we're going to take her to Bora Bora. Right. That's where she wanted to go. And personally, I was kind of thinking, Jack because that's where you want to go. I've always wanted to go there. Um, I was thinking more like Miami. No, you weren't thinking no damn Miami. Orlando. <laughs> Disney. Disney. Uh, I was thinking Singapore, Bali, See. Thailand, South Africa, Iceland. Um, but Virginia Beach. <laughs> but we Hampton, decided Norfolk. we decided to go to um, to French Polynesia. So a, a lot, lot of, of people fun. don't really know where that is. But I don't know where it is either. I just know it takes like a 20-hour flight. A, it's, no, it's, it's about a 16-hour flight. From L.A.? 
No, no, no. It's not 16 hours from LA. I believe it's 16 hours from here. Oh. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to break up the trip. We're going to take her to LA Mm -hmm. for two days and do some girl things there. And then we're going to fly into Tahiti and then take a small plane to the island of Tetiaroa. Gotcha. And that's a a private island that's owned by a resort. And um, the resort that we're going to be staying at is called the Brando. So we're going to be there for a number of days and Mm -hmm. then we're going to take a flight to Bora Bora and Mm -hmm. then we're going to stay somewhere else there and then we're going to take her to Tahiti and stay there so it should be a lot of fun so that's how we're going to celebrate her birthday so she gets a little bit of everything and then you know uh the other day Monday was her birthday we also took a helicopter ride around the city Mm -hmm. which was the dopest shit ever like this is my (laughs) first time on a helicopter I was scared of helicopters in my video my video featured Freddie Wap. I was in a helicopter, but we just went up and down. Right, for just shot. for the sake of the shot. Mm-hmm. Right, but now I had to get on this shit that I was scared of because I thought helicopters are, you know, not stable. They're going to be rocking. And I was kind of nervous, I ain't going to lie, but it was a smooth ride. We I went all through the you. city. We seen, you know, yeah. up close and personal with the Statue of Liberty. Uh, I mean, the World Trade, Empire State. I mean, all the bridges. Freedom Times Tower. Square, Central Park. It, it was, we had a great time. It was a great birthday. And, and Are you surprised feel, she did it? I feel it? like it was my birthday. <laughs> Are you so surprised that she did it? Um, you know, she's been, com- she's been coming out of her shell, her, her scared shell. Yeah. You know. We've we, shared with you guys how safety prone she is. Yeah, so she, <laughs> she's been going to haunted houses recently. You know. This yeah, she's becoming surprising. a big girl. Now, I don't know if she's going to get on a slingshot at Great Adventure though. But, she probably won't do that. No, but you know what? Let me shout out. The people at the um, the helicopter place because they were so nice and they so were cool. So, so let me shout them out. Nice. We missed a shot because we we were so busy, you know, paying attention to the scenery that we missed some shots. And he's like, "Oh, do you want us to turn back around so you can get your pictures?" They we turned like, yes! back around, which was dope. Yeah, yeah. So shout to Titan Aviation, mm-hmm. Dirk. Sh- that, that's Dirk from there, and shout to Mark. Uh, Dirk and Mark. Yes. Yeah, because last name is Sisk. But shout out to both of those guys. I think it's spelled C-I-C-C. Yeah, how do you pronounce that? I don't know. I'm not going to. You ain't going to mess have me sounding crazy. <laughs> see? Exactly. I don't know how to pronounce C-I-C-C. I don't see the reason why there would be two C's see. at the end. But All right. Well, shout out <laughs> to both of them because they made the experience Titan Aviation. Amazing. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, let, let's get into our first guest. All right. And uh, welcome, Miss Vivian Billings. Oh, my God. Welcome. (laughs) Well, you're an author now, so I have to say Vivian Billings. Okay. Now, the reason that I wanted her on the show today is because we talk about relationships a lot, and we also talk about kids and raising kids. And when I heard Vivian's story, I thought it was such a real story because Mm -hmm. if we were in that situation or if I was in that situation, I don't necessarily know how I would handle it as well. I would Mm -hmm. say, well, I would handle it like this, but I don't know. So if you don't know, Vivian has explain your story because Vivian, you're a foster mom. Right. I'm, and I didn't know what a foster mom was at first. I, I oh, know, they killed you in the comments. Yeah, I, 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 know. I didn't know what a foster mom I know, like, I never been to a foster house. I just foster mom, I thought was, it was a place where the foster kids are, and there's the lady that runs it, and they call her the foster mom. That's what I thought. I don't know. No, but I'm no, sure no. that there are a lot of people like you that probably don't know Correct. exactly what that situation is about. So can you explain? Um, well, I have my own kids. Mm-hmm. I have six of my own biological kids. She beat us by one, babe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then on top of that, I'm a foster mom. Mm-hmm. So 
basically that's just children who have been abused or neglected and the state takes them away from their parents mm-hmm. and they have nowhere else to go there's no next of kin there's no other family member mm-hmm. that's willing to take them so they put them up for foster care right. until right. their biological parents can kind of get they can I curse yeah, yeah. kind of can get they shit together right. you know and then they can get them back but it's like right. a rigorous program but until the parents you know, get those things in order. I raise, you know, I raise them like my own kids. You know, they have their own bedroom. Wow. You know, I make breakfast. I send them to school or the daycare. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just varies. So with six children of your own, mm-hmm. what made you want to take on that type of obligation? Um, well, I love children. Mm-hmm. I really do. And my two Clearly. oldest, mm-hmm. my two oldest, they're grown. They're mm-hmm. in their mid-20s. Mm-hmm. They have their own place. Yeah, mm-hmm. one at 14 and one at 16. Oh, wow. Right. Uh-huh. Um, so my oldest, Marquise, still lives in New York. Him and his girlfriend, they have, you know, they have good jobs. They live together. And then uh, Kamal. Kamal, mm-hmm. um, you know, he has his own place. He lives in uh, North Carolina. He has, you know, a mm-hmm. great job, better mm-hmm. than mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, his own spot. So they're like doing great. So I have, you know, I'm not as blessed as y'all, but, you know, I'm blessed, mm-hmm. you know, to have certain finances and to have a certain kind of house. So we have the extra room. And it's like, I mean, why not be, give You back? might be more blessed being able to do such a service for other people like blessings come in a thousand different ways right. you seem Correct. very very yeah. blessed mm-hmm. now, now the reason I wanted her You're up welcome. here was her son Kamal was born a female okay was born a female and I guess Kamal felt that he wasn't right as a female is that is that, that what he said yeah it's safe to say that now how was that uh, initial conversation because the first thing I thought was was growing up you know and this is going to sound crazy did Kamal play with dolls you know because that's the first thing a dad wants to see is the you know is their boy playing with dolls they'll take the dolls away you know mm-hmm. is the boy is playing with with mommy's high heel shoes or is he playing with makeup like how was kamal growing up um kamal was very tomboyish mm-hmm. like you know i had my own idea as a mom so you know when they're little you dress them how you want them to look right, right. so it was always pink dresses cute you know, because back when she was a she, beautiful hair, beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, we're, I'm mixed. You know, at the time she was, you know, when she was a she, mm-hmm. she's mixed. You know, she has Jamaican in her. So she, to me, was just so beautiful. Right. So I would buy her the dolls. I would, you know, do all these things. But she gave me a hard time about that. Like she would rip her dresses off, oh, wow. throw on pants. At she, what age? Um, I would say it started about eight. Okay. About uh-huh. eight years right. old. Mm-hmm. And... um. She didn't want Barbie dolls. She wanted Transformers. She wanted to do everything my oldest son did, Mm -hmm. Marquise, playing dirt. But, you know, as she started to get older, like, you know, she has a shape. Like, she started developing this and that. And and so it it was difficult because I wasn't understanding. And I was still trying to keep her the way I wanted her to be. Of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now at first, did you think, okay, well, my daughter's a lesbian? No, at first, no. I just, because I had my time when I was little with, you know, the baggy clothes Yeah, you clothes probably just thought in. she was a tomboy. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm rough around the edges. I'm not like a, you know. Like girly a, girl? I'm not a girly girl. Mm-hmm. But I love men. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So right. to me, it was like. Oh, maybe right, that's what it she's is. She's like me, you right, know, right. like she'll grow out of it at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now it, it got to the point where you realize that she did not want to be a girl anymore. Uh-huh. What was that realization? What was that conversation? And how did that even transpire? Um, at, 
Okay, so how the conversation happened was I was talking to my grandmother Mm -hmm. and we were in the kitchen and we were talking about somebody in the neighborhood who had found out their daughter was gay, but they didn't find out through their daughter. They found out like through the streets, like your daughter's, you know, cutting school and I see her over here with the girl. And so she was heartbroken. So I always felt like I don't want to hear that from the streets mm-hmm. I want to hear from my kids if you got something going I want to know about it because that's like to me the worst thing to hear it from somebody else and not the source Correct. so I guess in eavesdropping that conversation I'm talking I'm having with my grandmother um, Kamal walks in and was like well I want to tell you something you know I want to tell you that I'm gay and I was fine for, for some reason I kind of knew at this point it was like how old is she at that point uh, 15 okay and um, I kind of knew because it was like you still in baggy clothes okay. you know like your whole you're not trying to be any kind of girl at this point and not for nothing being that I had my first child at 14 I already knew what I had mm-hmm. you know I may not have been uh totally developed in the brain up there Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying but I knew the power that women possessed Mm -hmm. with men at a very young age and Kamal was not exuding that Mm -hmm. so I was like okay this is not something that she's outgrowing you know what I mean? So when she when you when you said she walks in and y'all start to have a conversation, what did what was that conversation? What did she say? Oh, she she was saying she was like, you know, mommy, I want you to know that I'm gay and I like girls. And I I remember looking at her and I was like, I know. And she mm-hmm. was shocked, mm-hmm. like, and like like I left it, like I left it, like it was a normal thing to say. And I kept talking to my grandmother. Oh wow! Yeah. Because I didn't want to nice. make it like a big deal. Yes. Like, it's not a big deal. You good. So yes. when you when she came and said that she was gay, you were cool with that. You were okay. I was with, fine. You were fine with that. I was absolutely fine with that. Now, when now when did she want to go from a female to become a male and start that process? Like, when did you start having that conversation? You know what's so crazy is that I didn't even know that's what, at the time, again, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but back when she was a she, I didn't find out about that until 18. And unfortunately, I didn't even know that's what she wanted to do. Mm. It wasn't until we started filming for Gossip Game that that whole thing came to light. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And um, I was forced to deal with that. And I was like, that's not something I'm I'm cool with. We're not. Not doing that. So how did you come to know that? Was it a conversation? No. What happened was um, there was a part in Gossip Game where, and I'm not going to say anybody's name because they are irrelevant in my life, but a specific female who used to work at Power 105, who used to work at Hot 97, had an issue with me. And Mm -hmm. instead of keeping her issue with me, Mm -hmm. she felt Mm -hmm. like she needed to bring my child into the mix and um, say, well, Vivian should know about being gay because... Her daughter's gay. Mm-hmm. And so that's how the topic came up. So when I had the conversation with my daughter at the time and I said, listen, somebody said something about you. This is going to go on national TV and I want you to know I'm going to handle this. Mm-hmm. And that's where the conversation came up. Well, she's talking about somebody that's that ain't me. And I was like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, she's talking about a daughter. I'm not your daughter. I'm your son. And I was like, what in the hell are you talking? Like, I didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what are you talking about? At this point, did she look like a male? Yeah. Completely. Like, beautiful hair, cut off. Okay. Baggy clothes. That was the norm. So her appearance was that of a male. Right. But I just thought it was like a a butch thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I understand. Like an AG girl. That's what they call it. An AG girl. Mm-hmm. An AG girl. Now, now, when it got to the point where she wanted 
Is it testosterone? Yeah. Now, she wanted to really start the process of really transforming to a male. Mm-hmm. And you had that conversation. Oh. Now, how did you deal with that? Um, I I was in denial. And in my head, I was like, you can say whatever you want. Mommy's going to block that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, I'm Muslim. I just don't believe that. There's, I just feel like if you feel like you like women, go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Be happy. But now you starting to mess with what God created. Mm-hmm. And that's where my problem lied. And so that was my struggle with it. I see. And so um, with that, when the whole testosterone thing came along, I was like, you ain't doing no testosterone because you still 18. And I got to approve of that to you 21. Right. And so that ain't happening. And so... What happened was she would go behind my back and go to this counseling service and see doctors who had already given her the prescription because if you're 18, they don't have to consult the parent. And what about insurance? Um... She had her own insurance. She had her own insurance. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. She had her own insurance. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, all right, we're going to give you the prescription. And she went and filled it. And they said, because it's testosterone, it was literal injections. It's mm-hmm. a liquid and needles come mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, if you have diabetes and you have to shoot yourself, that's kind of what, mm-hmm. uh, how you do right. with the tes- testosterone. And, um, I was like, when I catch, when I see that box in my mailbox, I'm going to take it. I'm going to throw it in the garden. I'm going to stomp on it and mm-hmm. she'll get over this. Right. And then that box comes to the house. Oh, here you go. And then, you know, and, and, <laughs> I'm not, I'm going to try not to cry. For those who, who are out there listening, you know, her, her, her daughter at the time was mm. excited because now she's getting what she wants. She's getting the right. testosterone. Yeah. So she's waiting. It's like a kid for Christmas, waiting every day for this box to arrive. Mm-hmm. And she's telling her mom, mom, the box is coming. The box is coming. The box comes and mom gets the box. <sighs> Every time I say this story, I cry. Um, I don't know why. I just hated that what that box represented. Mm-hmm. 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 And people, they see me cry yesterday, and they were like, "Oh, she's still, de- you know, dealing with." I just remember the feelings yes. that I had yes. that day yes. because I struggled mm-hmm. so much, mm-hmm. and I had to pray about it. I literally had to pray about it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you was. <laughs> Thank you, Heineken. Um, and I had to say a prayer, and I was like, "I'm gonna throw this out." I, ha- I had it in my hand. Mm-hmm. I, like, I literally because the day before she was like, "Oh, it's coming tomorrow." She would keep track oh. on the USPS. So you had an ETA of when yeah, the box was coming. Yeah, because she was so happy. That I was see. what she talked about all right. the time. Mm-hmm. So she's like, "It's coming tomorrow." So when she said that, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna get this box and I'm gonna um, smash it." Mm-hmm. And it came, and it took everything in me not to smash the box Mm -hmm. and I said a prayer and I was like God please speak to me because I'm at a point right now I'm gonna lose it Mm -hmm. because I I don't accept this right and um and I I said it yesterday and I'm not gonna even lie like I heard a voice say don't do it oh wow don't do it Mm -hmm. because that's gonna make your child so happy this is what is making them happy and at the end of the day as a parent that's all we want for our kids to be happy you know what I'm saying so I took the box and I remember writing a note on it and I don't even remember what it said but I wrote on it and then I text him Mm -hmm. and I said your box is on the dining room table and I had to leave Mm -hmm. because I was like in my own emotions and I was like I don't want him to see that. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want him to see like I'm so upset because at the end of the day, my goal is to keep my kids happy. Right. You know, so that was 
my biggest struggle that yeah, day. Let me ask you this. Where was his father at the time? Absent. Uh, absent. Okay. Um, I don't even talk about I never even mention his name. I always reference him as my boyfriend at the time. I see. I never mention him. Um, he is not somebody who took care of his kids. Mm-hmm. Um, he paid his child support only because I put him in jail so many times. I see. So I don't even give him that shine. Mm-hmm. I I haven't talked to him since like 1998. Wow. I only know he's alive because I get along with his family. I, I get along with his cousins, his mom. So they call me and they reach out all the time. But I don't even speak to him. Today's podcast is brought to you by Planned Parenthood. Reproductive rights are human rights. Planned Parenthood invites you to join them in the fight for affordable birth control for all because access to birth control should not be a luxury. Get involved by texting Casey to 22422. No one should be able to take away your access to birth control, not politicians and not your boss. Again, text Casey, C-A-S-E-Y to 22422 and Planned Parenthood will periodically text you always to fight back. Message and data rates may apply. Now, you know, what was, what was heartbreaking when she was telling the story, you started looking back at yourself thinking that this is something that you did. You know, yeah. you started looking at, you know, the situations that, she, well, talk about some of that because you really, you thought that this situation was caused by the way you raised her. Right. Well, I not the, not the way I raised her, but with the things that I had her around. Mm-hmm. So because I had them so young, you have to understand, I was in a relationship at 14 with somebody who was 24. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that, and I don't say that in my book, mm-hmm. um, because then it kind of gives clues as to who the person might be, and people who know me from back in the day know who I'm talking about. Right. So this is somebody who was 10 years older than me that took advantage Clearly. of a young person. Clearly. Rape is just statutory rape. Right. Absolutely. And my parents, my father really, wanted to do a lot of things at that time <laughs> to destroy to him. I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. And my uncles and my cousins won. But I, but I have to take... love. I was in love mm-hmm. and I have to take accountability that I lied about my age. Mm-hmm. I said I was older than what I was and I was developed. At first, I'm sure. Right, and There had first. to come a time where he knew. When I was pregnant is when he found out Your how old age? I my okay. first wow. My first son, Marquise, was when he found out how old I really was. Mm-hmm. And so it was like the damage was done already. Mm-hmm. So it was like we just kept that relationship. But he knew his power at that point. Right. And so I stayed because not for nothing back then he was taking good care of me. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a street dude, you know. So it was mm-hmm. like, let me take she's having my kid. I had his only two kids to this day. He hasn't had any other kids, mm-hmm. you know, so he took care of me. But it was when we actually broke up after I felt like, you know, like I don't glorify that in my book either. I don't glorify the things that he did because I think um, what he did for me before we had kids is totally different than who he became once I had my children. I see. Mm-hmm. So I don't glorify anything that um, he's ever did because I don't think kids need to see that because it just glorifies the whole drug dealer thing and right. I'm not doing that. So mm-hmm. um, Before you continue, can you just share the name of your book? Oh yeah, How I Came to Accept Him Loving Your Child for Who They Are. Okay. And Kim Osorio wrote the forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my girl. Okay, go ahead. So, now, what what gave you the, the strength to leave? Because you know you were young, mm. and and most times in, in relationships, you trying me trying to have me give away the whole book. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I just want to know what what gave the power because a lot of women who 
or a lot of people email us all the time and hit us in a DM and say they're in a relationship they don't know if they should leave or how do I leave and your situation seems like that should be awfully hard I mean you were 14 when you met him he was 24 so he had power over you mentally of course mm-hmm. he had two kids so he had power over you financially because he was supporting you so how did you just say you know and what and emotionally and emotionally mm-hmm. and emotionally how did you just say you know what enough's enough well and what um, was it that made you want to leave him well he was very abusive physically like a, Physically. Wow. Like, I would go to school. I was still in high school. Mm-hmm. And I would go to school with black eyes. And I would oh, tell other goodness. people. No, listen. I would tell other people that I had a fight with a girl. Right. And she just got the best of me. Because mm-hmm. I was always fighting anyway. Because with that comes women that he was dealing with. And, you know, here I'm a young girl. And, and maybe I girls judging you for having children so young mm-hmm. or something. So I could see how you might have been targeted in different ways. Oh, so many ways. Yeah. Um. So he was abusive. So I always felt like... um. I knew he didn't love me all the way. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I don't know why, in my little brain, I wanted to stay because I liked the look. Mm-hmm. You know, I liked what it represented. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was ignorant. That's just what it is. But I remember what made me leave is he called me one day, and it's in the book. Mm-hmm. He called me one day. He said, uh, I want to take you to go see my grandmother. She wants to see the kids. And I was like, all right, cool. And at this point, we were like, I lived in Long Island. He was still back and forth from Queens. And, um, you know, I was trying to see, like, if is it going to work? Or, like, I, I was, like, one foot out already. Mm-hmm. But I was still trying to make work for the kids. Even at right. that young age, I knew I had to try to do something for the kids. At this point in time, how old are you? Me, I'm, like, uh, 18. 18, go ahead. About 18. Mm-hmm. And, um... He was like, let's go for a ride. You know, his grandmother lived in Brooklyn. Uh So I was like, all right, let's go take the kids. So he said, I got to stop at my cousin. Uh, I don't know what I called her, but I'm not going to say her real name. I have to stop at my cousin's house. Mm -hmm. She has to give me something. So I'm like, all right, cool. We get to his cousin's house and he's like, I stayed in the car waiting because he said it was like real quick. Mm -hmm. And I see him coming out with these bags, like garbage bags. And he's putting it in the trunk. I'm like, is he putting what I think he's putting? You know, dr- he's putting drugs in the car. Right. In the bag, back of the tr- bags? Bags, like oh, pounds. He was, he was like, serious. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, the, understand why I was yes. loving that look because yeah. of the things I was getting. So I was dealing with right. a lot of things right. because I felt like the bigger picture was, I'm cool, I'm straight. With the kids mm-hmm. in the backseat. With the kids in the backseat. Right. I didn't know this is what we were doing because that's something he did on his own time. Gotcha. Right, right. And I was never a part of that life. I was the one that was home with the kids going to school because I was, st- I was still in school. Mm-hmm. And I see him putting the bags in the trunk and I'm like, what? Like, he's really doing this. And then he went back in the house and then like this mysterious girl, I don't know who she is to this day, she jumps in the back seat with kids and I turn around, I'm like, who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. And then he jumps in the car and he starts driving. And I'm like, who the fuck is this girl in the fucking car? Mm-hmm. And he is like, don't worry about that. I'm doing such and such, a, his cousin, a favor. I'm taking her to the train. She's only going to be in the car for a few seconds. But you put a nondescript girl, not only drugs, mm-hmm. but you put on top of that a nondescript girl in the backseat with our kids. kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know her. So he drops her off at the train. And I was like, we didn't even go 
to where we were supposed to go to his grandmother's house and so we're on southern state because now it's late he wanted he just wants to go home so in my head i'm thinking you brought me and my kids mm-hmm. in this fucking car right. to just pick up drugs we had no intention of going so i already knew right. he didn't give a fuck about me mm. he didn't give a fuck about me he didn't give right. a fuck about my kids so now i'm mad and for the first time it's like i'm ready to fight you mm-hmm. because you jeopardizing everything mm-hmm. that I have. And the only thing I have at 18 is my kids. Mm -hmm. So So you felt like he did that just kind of as. I don't I think thinking and looking back at it, I think he did that. In a way to blow people off to make it seem like he was with his family. So it wouldn't look suspicious. Clearly. Yeah. That's exactly like as you're telling the story, I'm thinking to myself, they're never going to make it to the grandmother's house. Mm -mm. You know, we never did. Yeah. We never did. Mm -hmm. It was just for the look. And so we're arguing on the southern state. And I'm like, I didn't touch him. But I was like, you, and we're going back and forth. Mm -hmm. And then out of nowhere, he slaps my face. But it was like so hard, Mm -hmm. like I thought he punched my face. Mm -hmm. So my kids, like we, the abuse was there, but the kids never witnessed it. Right, Right. until this time. So now they're like, we're stuck in this little vehicle, you know, and they're seeing it. So my kids jump up and they start grabbing his hand. Because now at this point, after he slapped me, like I was ready, I slapped him back. Mm -hmm. Like it was just, he slapped me so hard that my only reaction was to slap him back. Right, that was your reflex. But he caught the side, my hair was long, I had like a Egyptian thing and he grabbed my hair and he started bashing my head onto the dashboard Dashboard. Mm -hmm. and the kids are screaming and he turned around and he said y'all sit your motherfucking asses down or I'll kill you I knew right then I was was done done that's your flesh and blood like we created that Mm -hmm. and you telling them you're gonna kill them yeah I was done I was done. And so we're swerving. And God was on my side that day because I always felt like if the cops would have stopped us on that southern state, I would have lost my kids. I would have been in jail. Absolutely. I would have have been in a real bad. Right. It was a a lot. It wasn't just like. Right. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I talk about that in the book. I want to. Wow. That's mm-hmm. crazy. I want to go back to to your son now, and the reason the reason I, I I really wanted you to come because I know there's a lot of people that go through it and don't know how to understand or talk to their child when their children go through things. You know, the the, the sad part is is when we were when we were raised, I'm, we're pretty much the same age. You might be like ten years older than me because I'm really young. <laughs> <laughs> we're born on the same day. I know, I know. We were both September 3rd. There's a lot of September 3rds I know, out there. I yeah. know. You know, back in the day when if you were gay or if you were gay, your parents in that time, they looked at you as horrible. Mm-hmm. So you were raised in wasn't. That. It wasn't as accepted right. as right. it is or now. Or spoken about. Yes. Or, or spoken about. Yeah. Yeah. Society and culture hasn't didn't evolve at that point. We're at a completely different place now where it's understandable and people's hearts are open. But back then, it was a different day. It was a different mm-hmm. time. It was more like and, a secret. And right. it was like a you secret. Knew your uncle was Not gay, only that, let's be real, that. it was something that families would be ashamed of. Right. right. Yeah, and that's back in the day, yeah. And that's the truth. Because it's if something, you, if, if you, were, you had a gay family member, you kind of kept that quiet. You mm, didn't want to share it. You yes. made excuses. If you had a, a, a gay cousin or a gay family member, it was like, oh, he was tough as a kid or, or something it was, it was something mm-hmm. so now how, now now let's go back to, to your son so now he gets his testosterone and he starts the procedure of becoming a man mm-hmm. how do you deal with him now are I w- you still 
you don't want to deal with it, you don't want to talk about it, or now do you? when do you start being accepting to it? And how did you get to that point? It took me, I'm not going to lie to you, four to five years to fully come to this place where I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, because at some point I moved, I moved out of that house that we were living in and I left it to my mom mm-hmm. and then me and my husband got our own, mm-hmm. our own spot. Um, but Kamal still lived there. So I would call and I, every day I heard the voice change. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I would think it's Marquise on the phone mm. mm-hmm. and I would start crying on the phone. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I would hang because up. Because you were losing something that was familiar to right. you. Right. It mm-hmm. was literally like a child was dying mm-hmm. and somebody else was coming along well, and but, I didn't but, like let, that. Let me ask you this. Did his personality change? Never. See, the personality didn't change. It was the same person, mm-hmm. but the voice may have changed and the appearance may have changed. That's but you what didn't, I talk about. But yeah. you didn't notice a difference in who he was as an individual. No. Okay. Mm-mm. That never changed. Well, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Like I was tell- I was saying yesterday, I'm like, Kamal still loves pizza, still loves mm-hmm. hugs and kisses, mm-hmm. you know, from his brothers and sisters. He still loves to crack jokes and make fun of how people dress, you know. So the personality didn't change. Mm-hmm. It's just the physical. Right. And right. that's what I had to accept. Right. And it's hard for so a lot of that people. That person wasn't really dying. It was right. just your perception at the time mm-hmm. was as though that person was dying yeah. and a new one was being created. I mm-hmm. understand. Wow. So now, so now you, you understand. And now with this process, you start really going through the process with him. Mm-hmm. Now, how was going through that process with him seeing him change? Because he changed right in front of you. And you know, his did. appearance changed, I should say. Yeah, I did. Um, I mean, he has more beard than uh, a Muslim man in Philly. (laughs) You know, so it's Uh like, you know what I'm saying? Like the beard is there. This is gone. um, Like I was saying yesterday, the last time, because I've been on Breakfast Club now three times. Mm -hmm. So the second time that I was on here, I came with Kamal. Mm -hmm. And Kamal had breasts still, but he was wrapping them down. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Now there's no more. So he so now the procedure I, I asked I was I was very curious the procedure to change from a woman to a man is about two hundred fifty thousand yeah now that means cutting off the breast no the breast was something different gender reassignment is two hundred and fifty thousand oh so just for him to have a penis is two hundred fifty thousand yes so for him to have a working penis meaning it gets hard it gets erect he can use it to go to the bathroom really it's two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars wow how 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 do they do that. So what they do t- is they take your skin. Because I know that everyone listening is curious. Right. Because I've never actually spoken to someone. So you put your arm out mm-hmm. and they take the skin from right here from your elbow to your wrist mm-hmm. and they do a skin graft. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like they roll it up mm-hmm. and they put it there mm-hmm. um, and they do something, whatever is inside of us, mm-hmm. they pull it out, mm-hmm. put it into that. Mm-hmm. And so you urinate like a man you get erect and mm-hmm. all the stuff that men do. So the nerves are there. The, the nerves are there. Is there. Sex is enjoyable. From what I was told, as yeah. Though, as though it's as though it's, it's it, as though he was born with it. Right. Exactly. It really? took a long time to heal. Of course. That's, um, so the first procedure that he got was removal of the breasts. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think was like 10,000 because it's not like 
just saying going to the doctor hey take off my breast that's it mm-hmm. it's a specific procedure where they have to cut off tissue because you know breasts regrow mm-hmm. I didn't know that mm-hmm. yeah so like a woman like I can get a breast reduction but there's always a chance your that breast can grow back. and come back mm-hmm. so your breasts grow so for a woman he had to go to a specific doctor which was in Ohio mm-hmm. and have his breasts removed so that they won't grow back and then when it healed it looked like you know the curve of a, like a man's chest yes right. like pecs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay. wait a minute, your son got pecs? Yeah, he works out. <laughs> Rashawn wants to know who his doctor was. You don't have no pecs. titties. Stop it. All right. So now, so now, what's your relationship now? And 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 does he respect you more because you went through it with him and you went through the ups and downs? Like how how are you? Guys and when you now? say with him, how with him was you actually? I. I was with him. Mm-hmm. I support my child in anything. I may have not agreed mm-hmm. along the way. And I may at times may have voiced that non-agreement. Um, but at the end of the day, it was coming from a motherly place. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm more concerned now with his regular life mm-hmm. and how people might perceive him and his safety. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. At what point did you accept it? At what point? I think when he um, got the breast removal. Okay, so at that point, you said... I was like, whatever, this is like the done He's deal. doing it. I have no choice but right. to support him and go along with it with him and yeah. be a support system. Mm-hmm. Okay. so But I didn't finance anything. <laughs> I made how, that very how clear. Did he, how did he afford that? He, a young person, 250000 still paying for it now. Yeah, he's still paying, well, for the other one, for the other procedure. But um, he paid... The breast removal with his taxes. He, my kid's well, been ta- working. Listen, a young person can get their hands on ten thousand dollars. Yes, I know people trying to buy a house that can't get their their hands on two hundred fifty thousand. Oh, you know that's that's difficult for a young person. I can understand if it was you know someone that you said is forty and saved you right know, throughout their lives for this thing, this big goal, this big pie in the sky. But you know, for him to be able to afford that is like incredible. Yeah, he. You know? I I have my kids working at a very young age because I, I always felt like if I kept my kids busy their mind ain't gonna be on the street in mm-hmm. the street mm-hmm. you know so you keep them busy outside of school alright we're gonna do this 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 and that mm-hmm. and it worked for me right. you know what I'm saying so despite that I didn't agree with the lifestyle choices mm-hmm. he was still active mm-hmm. working working so you know so he found a way he found Good his way him. and he financed everything himself he paid for the breast removal in cash right, up right. front mm-hmm. on his own so that's not even a bill it was just the, uh, the gender, gender reassignment. reassignment that he you know took along his got great credit and he has a great job well let me ask you this how was the emotional journey for him because I can understand him saying, I want this. This Mm -hmm. is where I want to be. This is how I want to look. This is how I want to feel. But going through the process and then getting there and then realizing you're a completely different person physically and you're attaining all the things that you wanted. How was that emotionally for him? Losing the female and becoming this male. I think he honestly, I, I never seen him unhappy. with his decisions Mm -hmm. with wanting to be a male. The only time that I really saw him unhappy was uh, when he was younger, Mm -hmm. before I even knew the the lesbian thing, Mm -hmm. because he gave me so many problems. Like, I was always in school. He was always fighting. He was disrespectful. I don't want to give away too much of the book, but I had Mm -hmm. to put him in a psych 
hospital. I thought something was wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Like, but I didn't know what it was. So when this finally trying to figure himself out, right? Exactly. Especially at that mm-hmm. time, I think that if a kid came up in this day and age with the same feelings, mm-hmm. they may have difficulty. I'm sure, but I think that parents are more aware, and like I said earlier, have more open hearts because it's so much around. There's so many other people like that around us. And I think that people are more accepting. So that person may come up differently than how someone from our generation may have come up. I don't think that they would necessarily deal with the exact same problems. And if so, I think it just might be a little bit easier because society is different. Let me just just tell people this though, just, just as parents, if you have a child and you think your child is a little left, a little right, or you're not sure, before you bring them to any psych place, just make sure it's absolutely positively true. And the reason I say that is, is that is always on their record. Mm-hmm. I don't know if parents know that, but if you bring them to a, a psych ward, it's always on the record. Even if you brought them there and it wasn't true and your kid was just acting out for no reason, you didn't know what to do, that is always on their, on their record and can always affect them. So just make sure... That if you do pray them, it's for that reason and not just, I got a badass kid, this little won't listen. You know, just make sure that's the reason because that is always on their, on their record. Mm-hmm. You know? But it's so hard for parents to discern whether there's something no, I know. genuinely wrong with their child as opposed to just having behavioral issues. I know issues. it's a tough decision. And the flip side of that is that I think sometimes parents wait too long. That's true too. And the problem is so far gone that it turns into something really regrettable if you don't bring them to talk to somebody earlier on. So a psychiatrist is okay, but it's uh, something else that's... Uh, it's No, I think a psychologist might be okay. A, a psychiatrist, psychiatrist right. can prescribe medication. So a psychiatrist, in like layman's terms, is like the more serious right. so kind if, of doctor. So if your son wanted to be a police officer and you took him to a psychiatrist as a kid, there's a good opportunity that he won't make it because he went to a psychiatrist. Not necessarily true because I... Um, uh, Kamal, mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost caught me tripping. Um, <laughs> is in law enforcement. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe I'm. I mean, and um, that's what I was in a very told. high rank. That's why he's able to afford these things. But mm-hmm. um, can you get me a PBA card? I keep getting pulled over all the time. And I oh, in a, New York, forget it. Is why I moved out. Oh, damn they it, don't. Man. The police don't mess with you in North Carolina. Oh, they really don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I took him to a hospital in Long Island mm-hmm. that's specific for psych patients. And that was and and he was able to do everything. No he was there for a week. Yeah. Academy and everything. Going yeah. On. I mean it doesn't mean what that you know, it doesn't mean that the before. academy, for instance, may not see that, but it doesn't mean that they're gonna judge right. a person as right. a result of that. Right. And then the age also. Okay. The age is a you know, it's like, all right, do we condemn this individual for doing something at fourteen? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, people change. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. So. I think the well-being of your child is the most important thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So now for all the parents out there that, that are listening and, and wanted to know, what would you advise to parents if they're dealing with a similar situation, uh, something that they might not be able to handle? Because the way that you dealt with it, I just thought was amazing, you know, at, that you had your doubts at first and you had this conversation with God and you was able to pull through and then you were able to be a support system to your son mm-hmm. which I think a lot of parents would have a fucking hard time to do that's why when I when you told me the story I was like this is freaking amazing you know? <laughs> thank you um, the only thing I can say is that it takes time mm-hmm. it's you know a lot of people they see me because I bring Kamal around mm-hmm. people don't know that that's Kamal from the old episode of the breakfast club mm-hmm. um, 
I bring him around and um, it took me a long time, a long time. Um, I, I don't know. The only advice I can say is that you have, at the end of the day, this is a life that you created. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you stop loving your child? Mm-hmm. You know, like you have pictures, you have memories, you yeah. do things mm-hmm. with your kids, that bond is there. So I am not a person that can cut that off. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if we're friends for 20 years and we have a falling out, I'm going to reach out to you. I might let you have a couple of days to blow off some steam, but I'm going to reach out to you because that relationship to me is important. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how people could be friends with somebody for 20 years and you have one disagreement and then, oh, I'm not mm-hmm. dealing with them no more. Right. Mm-hmm. How? how? How does that work? Mm-hmm. But, 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 you know, how do you do that? Because if I'm Kamal, mm-hmm. I don't want them pictures anymore. That's not me. I'm a different person. I don't right. want my baby pictures. I don't want me as a girl. I don't want me playing with dogs. I deal with that. But his mother, That's a struggle to this day. But his mother is but still, his mother that's, this is still who I birthed. Because, because as a mother, you can appreciate the before and the after. Right. But you know what? That's a little They're bit of yours. a problem that I have to this day. Um, and so out of respect, I have taken down mm-hmm. all the old pictures. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I don't want a stranger walking into my house and saying, oh, this little girl is so cute. Who There's is that? There's confusion and questions. And then right. that whole story. And I don't feel like I want to give anybody of that course. whole story. Right. right. So I have taken that down and only recent pictures are up in my house. Um, but they're in my photo album. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Mom, I mean that, that was... Mom, you could like, keep it in your this? photo album, but that's right. all it's going to be. In the photo album, family reunion, you could bring it up. In the family, all right, but different, but nah. I, that's not me no more. I don't want that up. Right. And so that was an argument that we actually had because I had an old family photo that I had up. And it was just so cute because it was me, my husband. I had just had Lily and Bria. And um, Kamal was like... And it, it was a big picture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like, as soon as you came into my house, it was like right there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh my God, you got to take that down. And I was like, why? Mm-hmm. One, I spent a lot of money to get that picture in that frame. <laughs> right. In the house. Uh-huh. And it's like, now you have a problem with it. And it took me like two years to take that picture down because I just loved the picture. Right. And I was like, all right, I'll take it down. How do you, how do the siblings deal with it? This, let me tell you, my kids are cool. My, I mean, Marquise didn't even care. Right? He's the oldest. He's going to be 26. He didn't even care. Mm-hmm. He was like, I don't care about this shit. Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but he's yeah, a, that's, how my kids, that's how my kids would be. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like you still have your sibling. Like mm-hmm. like you said, that personality they didn't still change. Joke, though, my, I mean, my kids, are st- like to this day, if I sharted, Marquise my might... kids would joke me if I sharted to this day. Like, awesome. they, they, that's how my kids are. Wonderful. Like, Thanks for sharing. I'm just, you know, Thank you. That's your business. Very relevant information. Business. Love the analogy. It's awesome. Yeah, but no, like, but Marquise <laughs> sometimes if um, an argument happens and maybe Kamal might take it too far, Marquise be like, "You too emotional. You acting like a girl." Mm-hmm. Oh, you you know, and they'll go and be like, he be like, "Oop, you used to be," you know, and that'll get them going. But, but you know, they're but, brothers and sisters. But that makes me want to ask brothers do, and brothers. <laughs> do you? Okay, so let me ask you this: When you look at Kamal, mm. do you look at him, and does his siblings look at him as a male that used to be a female, or do you mm-hmm. look at him as a male? They look at him as a male. You See, all my look younger at ones him as don't a really male. know. Like my two-year-old and mm-hmm. my ten-year-old. They probably don't even remember. Uh, like, mm-hmm. Bria, they Bria wouldn't. knows. She's 13. But you and Marquise, you look at him like a male? I I do, because that's what I see. Mm. Okay. So to your eye, if, if I look at Heineken, mm-hmm. 
And let's say Heineken at one point, and then it's not, that's not the case. But I would never <laughs> Nobody's look trying at to show threat shade at you, yeah, Heineken. Let's use Envy. <laughs> <laughs> I would never look at Envy and think that at one point he was a girl. Mm-hmm. But I would if be he, a pretty girl. I just want to put that I out don't there. know. <laughs> <laughs> that's your business. But I'm just saying, like, even if you said that, mm-hmm. I would be like, wow, that was a great job. Like, I, I wouldn't believe I it. See. Mm-hmm. I worked with someone. Can I say it? No. No. no? Okay. You well, got a lot of Instagram models. Okay. So I, I worked with someone in a popular record label. Mm-hmm. That was one I didn't even know. Mm. I'm not gonna. You you know the record label. We're not gonna. That was say a female it. that is now a male. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I never knew. Mm-hmm. I never knew because the transformation was it was awesome. Like mm-hmm. you you would have looked them like <laughs> no way. Right, right. You know. So that's how I look. At Kamal now because I see a handsome guy. I see. Mm-hmm. I don't see Khadijah. Mm-hmm. You know gotcha. what I mean? I don't see that. Gotcha. Wow. That's in well, the book, though. Well, tell the name okay. of the book. Because the name has legally changed. So, okay. Okay. Um, Gil, yeah. Like, oh my God, you said the name. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell, tell them about I just had some heart palpitations. Yeah. He <laughs> almost had a heart attack. <laughs> tell them about the book again. Tell them the name of the book. The name of the book is How I Came to Accept Him, Loving Your Child for Who They Are. And you can find this book at any Barnes and Noble, uh, Amazon, Books a Million. I just got a. Uh, a notification that they're sold out in Walmart. Oh, oh goodness, good. that's great. So happy for they're you. They're sold out in Walmart. Aww. So that's really awesome. So tell them again the name of it and where they can go get it. How I came to accept him loving your child for who they are. And God bless you. <laughs> God bless you for having six children of your own and mm. still extending your home and your heart to other children's children for their well-being. Oh, I mean, thank you. That is something that needs to be mentioned over and over again and be commended because there are parents out there that have one child and struggle with activities and schools and meeting teachers and, you know, giving emotional stability and, you know, just nurturing that Mm -hmm. plant and watching it grow with one child for you to have multiple children and then and, and find the time to do all of those things and Plus to show love and then to still have love (laughs) spilling over that you can share with other kids. I mean, that's incredible. Thank you. That's incredible. We have five. You sound and like Ange. Ange almost made me cry when she came to Charlotte. She was like, how the fuck do you do this I shit? mean, we have five and we have help, mm-hmm. you know, and it's still difficult. Now, my house been fucked up the last two days because the cable's been out. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he like, is not telling like, anything but the truth. Like, my kids can't watch no Paw Patrol. Like, oh, no, no Peppa Pig. Loves, oh, they love So Peppa now Pig. it's, you know... Where that might take a little bit of the edge off if we're right. doing something. Like, they might go in the be, room, watch some TV. Yes, yeah. now yeah. it's like full on. So, like I said, we have help and it's very, it, it can be difficult and very time consuming, emotionally draining. You know, sometimes at 10 o'clock at night, we're both in the bed like, whew, you mm. know? So, for I you know feeling. to do that and to choose to do it and to do it for children that you did not create is amazing and it just speaks to who you are as a person as an as an individual and as one of God's Aww, creatures so. thank you well thank you for joining us we definitely appreciate it thank you Ms. Vivian Billings pick up her book everywhere you can buy it one book. more time Barnes and Noble how I came to accept him loving your child for who they are all right, Barnes yes. and Nobles, Walmart, Target, wherever you need to go, <laughs> go get your books. And thank you for joining us. Thank, thank you, you for having me. All right, I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And I'm Charlamagne the God. No. <laughs> <laughs>
Say toodles. <laughs> toodles. All right, and shout out to Planned Parenthood for sponsoring the KC Crew podcast. Now, reproductive rights are human rights. Planned Parenthood invites you to join them in the fight for affordable birth control for all because access to birth control should not be a luxury. The Trump administration recently rolled back birth control coverage, allowing employers to deny insurance coverage on religious or moral grounds. 62.4 million people across the country benefit from birth control. This is happening now. Now, to get involved, text Casey, C-A-S-E-Y, to 22422. Again, Text Casey, C-A-S-E-Y, to 22422, and Planned Parenthood will periodically text you ways to fight back. All right? Message and data rates may apply.